and they're going to tell me what is the right thing to do according to the butthole cyber surfers. It's more clever than it is good. <laughs> Margaret and Katie, after a drugstore robbery goes wrong, you are sentenced to death. However, a kindly, yet sexy, yet mysterious man offers you a way out. You must become an assassin. Of course, you jump at the challenge, Annika, and within a month, you're putting an AK-47 together with one hand down your pants. Your first mission is a deep cover posting in a designer clothing boutique. On your first day, a businesswoman appears, all irate, because her new shoes fell off her feet during a very important business dance. <laughs> but what is the right way to deal with an angry customer? <laughs> A business dance. <laughs> yes. Aren't you supposed to use their anger against them? No, is that, I don't. Is that judo? I, I think yeah. you should call them sir. <laughs> Have you ever worked anywhere where you've had to serve customers? Oh yeah. Like shops and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just after I left university. I worked for Lloyds Bank, not face-to-face, -face, it was, you know, customer services. And I kept saying to them, I don't get it. I don't get any of this job. People would phone up and say things and I would just put the phone down. <laughs> I didn't have, all I could do was change an address. I didn't have a clue what any of the banking meant. I worked in a bank once and uh, hated it so much I'd go and get drunk every lunchtime. <laughs> on Marks and Spencer's gin and tonic. <laughs> 
Why yeah. did the banking system fail? <laughs> um, Michael and Hiya. Anna, have you ever had a job where you've had to serve customers? Yeah, no. loads. Uh, why wouldn't anyone employ me? <laughs> what a stupid idea that would be. Didn't you work at an undertaker's? Yeah, I, they weren't really customers. I'll <laughs> 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 be honest with you, never complained. <laughs> so I must have been brilliant at the job. Anna, you don't suffer fools gladly. No, I don't. Have you ever been angry in a shop? No, I've worked in a lot of places like that, though. I was from such a, a poor family. <laughs> I had to work from the age of 12. And I worked in the hairdressers, and I'd lied and said I was 14 to get the job. And I'd pissed myself on the shop floor because someone got so angry with me because I'd splashed conditioner in her eye. Oh, I was expecting at least he'd cut her ear off or something. Because I was so terrified. And I suppose you had to clean it up. <laughs> no, they had a junior for that. <laughs> But a nine-year-old pretending to as well. I think it is a good way, though, of calming down an angry customer if you just piss in front of them. <laughs> they didn't notice, though, because I had really thick tights on. <laughs> it was only 12. Anna, what, what didn't you? 80. <laughs> um, but I worked in a nursing home cleaning when I was 14, and there was a gentleman in there who was a colonel and it was sort of like folklore that if he was awake and caught you cleaning his room that he would become furious with you so I sort of stuck around and did it noisily one day just to see what would happen and he woke up and I'd moved his false teeth and he became so furious that his catheter popped literally popped out of his penis and sprayed like a because the bag was so full that it sort of sprayed like a sort of fire extinguisher around the room. That's fury. Once um, I had to fit ballet shoes onto Sharon Stone's adopted son. You didn't have to. Um, I was working in a ballet shop and the woman who ran it had a breakdown. I doubt she's listening to this, so I think I should say that. So I had to sort of run it on my own. And it, all it did was it, it was ballet supplies for ballet dancers, I presume, <laughs> and fetishists. And then and Sharon Stone, Stone came in with her bodyguard and her little adopted son. I just had to fit little ballet shoes to his feet. Was she polite? Um, she did she show you her fanny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, only after I asked. <laughs> <laughs> to get a sense of what size her son's feet would be. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even come out of her, so what difference does that make? <laughs> Katie and Margaret, should you apologise even if the customer's complaint is a load of rubbish? I mean, I can't stop myself apologising, so I would. But no, you probably shouldn't. You should probably keep smiling and call them sir. Ben, has anybody won any points in this round? <laughs> Oh my god! Ben's being sick. <laughs> no, I, I laughed beer through my nose. So, I, <laughs> so I, I'm going to sound bugged up for today's show. Um, yeah, well, I've given half a point to Katie. Forbes gives seven steps for dealing with angry, angry customers. I really can't speak. Uh, uh, first of all, remain calm. Nothing to be gained by yelling in their face. In fact, that could escalate hostilities, they're saying. Uh, number two, don't take it personally. Remember, the customer is not angry with you. They're just incredibly displeased with the service you provide. 
it's a fine line. <laughs> uh, three, hear them out. The first thing an angry customer wants is to vent, so listen. Um, ben, you sound like Melvin Brown. I know. <laughs> Uh, number four, actively sympathise. Respect will help smooth things over. So half a point for calling them sir all the time. Because I think that is respect. Even if it's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Just say it. Five, apologise gracefully. Oh, so actually, one oh. point off. I'm saying... <laughs> Let's stay positive. No, keep, you, keep your half point. So, uh, apologise gracefully. Whether the customer's complaint is legitimate or not is really irrelevant. Six, find a solution. And seven, take your own time out. After it has been resolved, even if you've handled the situation professionally, it's still a stressful experience. So take a short walk, treat yourself to a snack, or find someone to talk to who makes you laugh. <laughs> then you'll be ready to once again engage with your customers, says Forbes. Post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> Forbes is a dick. Right. Michael and Anna, imagine this, if you will. You are brother and sister, Ooh, separated yeah, at Irish. birth. You only discover your shared heritage because of something to do with a locket or something. <laughs> anyway, to get in some proper brother-sister bonding, you attend a baseball game. Twenty fucking boring minutes later, you both need the toilet. Anna heads for the ladies, Michael the gents. No one else is in either toilet, spooky-wookie. Your bond is so close that at exactly the same moment, you both start getting chest pains and fall to the floor. But what is the right way to save yourself if you are alone and having a heart attack, according to the worst-case scenario survival handbook? <clears throat> okay. I actually know this answer. Do you really? Yeah. <clears throat> Shall we pretend we don't know it for a while? <laughs> Why would we do that? <laughs> oh no, I'm on your side. I totally don't get it. I've done this show for four years. I don't understand it at all. But for some reason, we piss around for about 20 minutes. Have you Something you cannot do if you're having a fucking heart attack. <laughs> Michael, have you ever feared for your life? But I know the answer. Let's just crack on and get to the end. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't really care for my life. It's a bit trivial. Why would I fear for it? What, it... if I'm going to die? Well, what's going to happen? You're going to feel a little bit pleased. Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> like, two or three maximum people will be a bit sad. <laughs> my dog won't get fed for a couple of weeks. Michael, if you... That's That's disgusting! <laughs> And I'll be dead, you cunts. Katie Wicks. <laughs> What's the most ill you've ever been? Oh, I've nearly died a few times, but I'm trying to keep it light. I'm aware that it's very depressing. We'd love to yeah. I could tell this story. Why don't you tell it? If you tell us the story, there'll be some emotional distance. It all started. <laughs> Katie we'll put was... some music under this, don't worry. <laughs> Katie was coming back from a visit to her parents in rural Wales. Her father was driving the car. Correct. There was a blind spot. Correct. Oh, this feels a bit crass, doesn't it? So it was quite serious. Well, I nearly died. Yeah, really well, <laughs> not that nearly. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, she did have to get cut out of Broken the car. Broken shit. <clears throat> She broke her sternum, oh. broke my collarbone, collarbone, and was on I've quite heavy painkillers for a while. <laughs> um, got addicted to those. Yeah, blah blah blah. <laughs> um, had her arm in a sling for the first week of our Edinburgh show, so that was that ruined. <laughs> 
real it was, our, it was our best year. <laughs> well, the other time, year, to be fair. I was on the back of a pickup truck. I was travelling through Ethiopia, and I had put a cloth over my head to try and keep all the dust out. And it was like Isadora Duncan. The other half of the cloth got stuck under the wheel, and I got pulled by the neck across the back of the pickup truck. And I was touring a production of Macbeth, and the cloth was from the banquet scene. It was, the, it was from the banquet table. Did the Ethiopians I, like your Macbeth? They, it's interesting, because they don't clap, they make a noise instead. Like, like no, they, they do clap. They, <laughs> your, your ones didn't. They, they kept making this noise. What, tutting? No, like, no, like, like, like hissing, and someone later it was in a school in <laughs> and you're having a heart attack. Skype. It's, well, I was going to say, it's the best thing to do, to go on, like, Twitter and sad face. <laughs> no, so do you want the answer? Or? <laughs> Anna, I've got a question for you. Before we get to the answer, what is the best slash worst toilet you've been in? Yeah, what's the best slash you've ever had? <laughs> Probably the one down my leg when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be really upset if you had a heart attack on the toilet floor? Well, yes. <laughs> I caused someone to have a heart attack during a show. Really? Yes. Was that at the Drill Hall? Yes, it was. Oh, you were there. Oh, there. Yeah. There. Oh, well, that's that story ruined. <laughs> it's going to really embellish it. <laughs> How did you cause someone to have a was heart it attack? Was sick as well? <laughs> they couldn't stop laughing, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> He vomited over the front two rows and then passed out. And they had to call an ambulance and two of my friends in the front row who had vomit down their backs stayed and watched the rest of the show. Rather than help the man. <laughs> and you carried on the show. <laughs> Anna and Michael, you're on a toilet floor, you're having a heart attack. What is the one thing you should put in your mouth at this point? <laughs> right, your fingers. Let's vomit. Let's go out as we came in. Are you still looking for the answer to the question? Yeah. You can answer now. <laughs> but it's not about fingers. <laughs> it's not. You don't put anything in your mouth. What's your answer? You cough. You cough? Yeah, you cough. Well, that was a letdown, wasn't it? <laughs> Build up. I mean, if you've always known the cure for the heart attack and you've kept it to yourself this fucking long... I am from a very medical family. My father-in-law is an anaesthetist. <laughs> and it's something he told me. If you are having a heart attack, if you can make yourself cough, it can sometimes kickstart, you know. Right, so I mean, if you're having an aneurysm and you can do a Rubik's Cube. I don't, <laughs> I don't make the rules, mate. Producer Ben, what is the actual answer? Well, I'm going to give a point and a half to uh, Anna and Michael 
So a thing to put in your mouth oh is... Oh, God! Have you not cleared your oh nose yet? It's, <laughs> it's so fucking good that we've got Melvin yeah. Bragg doing the show. No, I reckon this is here for the night now. So anyway. Uh, so unless you're allergic, chew aspirin. As soon as you suspect a heart attack, thoroughly chew and swallow one 300 milligram aspirin tablet. There's normally some lying around in the toilet yeah. floor. Uh, but, okay, so I'll give you half a point to Michael for this. Alert others. If possible, tell people nearby you're having a heart attack. Instruct them to call emergency services. So I'm going to write that down. Uh, here's a handy one. The faster your heart pumps, the more oxygen it uses up. So stop all activity. Uh, Think, calming thought, away. Yeah. Think calming thoughts about bringing your heart rate down to one beat per second. If you have a watch, focus on the second hand and say heartbeat on every tick. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I'm going to have that. Heartbeat. Heart. Dun, 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 dun. I'm not going to survive a fucking heart attack. Uh, niche. Um, anyway, uh, increase oxygen delivery to the heart. Lie down on the ground. Elevate your legs to keep as much blood pooled around your heart as possible. Uh, open the windows to increase the room's oxygen level. Lie down and open the windows. Piece of shit that is what they say. Here we go. Uh, One point four. Perform cough CPR. Take a breath in through your nose. Then count three seconds. <laughs> Yeah, take a breath in through your nose, then count three seconds by thinking, heartbeat, heartbeat, heartbeat. <laughs> then cough. I love you! You pay my rent! <laughs> uh, repeat this. Coughing will help you stay conscious until conventional CPR can be administered. There you have it. So point and a half to Anna and Michael. Opportunity um, to, to let you all know that only 20% of hospital admissions from a cardiac arrest will survive. <laughs> yeah, can I also put in the disclaimer? If you're having a heart attack and listening to do the right thing, always check with another source before taking our advice. <laughs> Listen to answer me this. <laughs> At the end of that round, what other points producer Ben? Michael and Anna have one and a half. Margaret and Katie have half. Next up, like any episode of Question Time where they try and book a controversial guest, this is Agony! In this round, I'll be getting the panel to answer some real-life problems of our audience. But don't worry, we've taken out all the batshit mental ones. Love you guys. <laughs> but to get the panel's brains moist and ready, here's a real problem sent to an actual Agony Aunt. Margaret, could you please read this? Yes. Dear Agony Aunt, Sorry, I really like this one. <laughs> <laughs> cry, 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 cry. At my recent wedding, we had... <laughs> we had our guests sign a picture frame, the idea being that it would eventually contain a picture of us getting married and hung in a prominent place in our home. Unfortunately, Peter, a friend of my husband's, chose to accompany his signature with a very crude depiction of male genitalia. <laughs> this has really upset me. My husband agrees that it is in poor taste, but says there's nothing that can be done about it now, and isn't willing to broach the topic with his friend. Should I tell Peter myself and let him know how much it hurt my feelings? I certainly don't want him to think what he did was funny. <laughs> Or have him do it again to another bride. 
socialise with him, I feel I need to clear the air. <laughs> I'd just really like to say I do find it funny. <laughs> Why would anyone care? It's just cock and balls. We've all got them. <laughs> and you're married. Yeah. If someone had drawn a picture of... Uh, a crude picture of a, of a penis... Yeah, oh yeah, if it was detailed and beautiful. <laughs> individual hairs. <laughs> would it have upset you? I would have had the marriage annulled! <laughs> no, grow some fucking balls! <laughs> Silly one, what a stupid waste of everyone's time! <laughs> Getting upset about something like that. We had, at our wedding, my two bridesmaids decided that I should have a wishing tree. What was it? A wish... Uh, a tree. A tree. <laughs> a wishing tree. Wishes on, I think. Yeah, and people were supposed to, like, write wishes on a card and hang them on the tree. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> was, it all, was it all cock and balls? <laughs> well, some people well, were slightly we... sarcastic, Margaret. Um, but you never got your wish, did you? <laughs> It was a horrible idea, oh. and really not in keeping with my sort of values. <laughs> Can we be sure that Peter wasn't just doing a large P and that was his signature? Perhaps it just looked like a... A cool large word. P? What ones have you seen? <laughs> I think she should say something, if she thinks it's inappropriate. But it's I think the agony aunt will say, yeah, yeah why it's not? clearly ruined her yeah, sort yeah. of version of the perfect romantic day. That's the... Also, yeah, that's I think the she should say it, and I think that he should laugh in her face and she should learn that that's quite yes. a normal reaction. I think the agony <laughs> She clearly has overreacted, and clearly Peter's not doing it out of malice. But I, sort of I suspect Peter hates her fucking guts. I mean, you know, I, I, I suspect she's that humorless. To me, in this story, Peter was just a bit of a joker. And I imagine he does this a lot, and it always goes down well. <laughs> I've written on the script, this woman sounds like a high-maintenance twat. <laughs> you should have drawn that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend's... Um, baby shower, we put up some bunting that was no. cats and penises. <laughs> I went to a wolf-themed baby shower. Why was it wolf-themed? The mother just likes wolves. That's <laughs> it, isn't it? You should have a dingo-themed baby shower. <laughs> that's, that's darker, that would be sure. Yeah. Yeah. Producer Ben, what are the actual answers? Okay, well, I'm going to give a point and a half to Margaret and Katie here. So this... <laughs> I can't believe he still sounds like that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, nose update. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so this advice comes from... Oh, that's better. Uh, this advice comes from Dear Prudence in Slate magazine. She said, I totally understand your reaction, but if a friend had done this to me, I would have found it hilarious and hung the picture in a prominent place. It would be a kind of Where's Wally's Willy wedding photo. So I'm going to give Margaret a point for that, for saying she finds it funny. Before you slip Slate dis- magazine as in roofing. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what I'm dealing with here. No, I think it's an online American magazine that's okay. dead hit. Fine, continue. Uh, before you slip into despair, check with a framing shop about what can be done. I would be surprised if there was some kind of cosmetic fix. Get some Tipex. <laughs> get over yourself. Yeah, if so, fix it and move on. If not, could you get someone with artistic ability to paint flowers, butterflies or something? <laughs> Something over the offending drawing and scat- You'd always know, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
A half a point for your sort of, yeah, why not? I suppose if you confront him and say how hurt you were by his penis drawing, he might stop. But without further evidence, I'm not convinced this guy is a serial penis drawer committed to offending brides. (laughs) Now you've learnt how a real agony handles it, let's see how you handle some problems from tonight's audience. So the first one, Gareth Alexander. Is Gareth here? Yeah. Hey, Gareth. So Gareth's problem is... Oh, is your girlfriend here tonight? Should we not read this out? Should we not read it out? Oh, okay. 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 Wow. Okay. Really, well, really I think gonna... I know the problem. Yeah. <laughs> we're really going to help these guys. This is Gareth's problem. I love my girlfriend. <laughs> she seems somewhat indifferent towards me unless I buy her shit-like earrings. <laughs> or shit-like earrings. <laughs> Or tonight, a Lord of the Rings letter opener. <laughs> In her defence, she has bought me lots of Doctor Who stuff, but is that enough to sustain a romance? <laughs> this, you know, this is more like a bring and buy sale. <laughs> Michael, you're a fan of Doctor Who. Is that yeah. enough to sustain a relationship? No. I don't want to go out with someone who likes Doctor Who. Oh, she doesn't. No. Oh, she, oh, no, 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 fine. I'm ashamed of the fact that I like Doctor Who. I love it, but I'm deeply ashamed of it. Birthdays to Christmas, I get Doctor Who shit all the time from everyone. I was like that about giant teacups. Every bloody Christmas. There's another giant teacup and saucer. Horrible to drink tea from. Big fan of the show Giant Teacups. (laughs) It sounds like you two have got, like, a perfect relationship. She likes Lord of the Rings and you buy Lord of the Rings stuff. And yeah, you like Doctor Who, and she buys you Doctor Who stuff. Yeah, but it's more the fact that she also seems to hate me most of the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, see, that's the part that didn't really come across. <laughs> if she's got no interest in you. No, 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 it's not that she's got no interest. She hates him, Michael. Well, Gareth, <laughs> can I, uh, what is your name? Can I ask you? Uh, Cheryl. Hello, Cheryl. Um, do you hate him? Sometimes. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's do, part do, of the Do you dress up? Uh, do you ever dress up as, say, for instance, Peter Davison for him? I, I love that perfume. Do, yeah. and, uh, do you ever, like, dress up as Frodo? <laughs> Her. Well, she's indifferent, is why from here. I totally know what you're saying, mate. Furiously angry, yet you couldn't live without her. Like the doctor and the master. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly because of the Doctor Who thing. If you didn't like Doctor Who, I wouldn't hate him so much. Okay, one question for you. <laughs> Have you seen City of Death? Oh, God. Do you know what? I tried to show a blink and she started talking about the Weeping Angels and I just thought I can't even do City of Death. Oh, hang on. You showed her New Who. Um, you well, deserve everything you fucking Why don't you just fucking show her in the night garden, you prick? <laughs> <laughs> fucking grow up! I had to start somewhere. New Who is a children's program. <laughs> The fact that you've said this, the fact that you're happy to have her hear it, I think you really like each other and you're probably going to be together forever. That's why. But as she's a Lord of the Rings fan, she's going to be with you longer and longer than you're going to be. Longer than forever. I mean, if you ever say goodbye, it's going to take fucking... (laughs) 
Gareth, did that help at all? Uh, it did. I like Margaret's sincerity. Who are you giving the points to? I'm going to have to say Margaret. Yeah. She told me to. Sincerity. <laughs> Sorry. Problem. This is Imogen, and Imogen says, I lied to my tutor about how much I'd written of my final year's dissertation, now he wants to read it. <laughs> Welcome to oh, the world of being yeah. a writer. <laughs> yeah, I've totally finished that script. Um, do an all-nighter, right? Tonight. Pro Plus. I told him I'd written 6,000 words. Uh, how many words have you written? Like a few hundred. Uh, have you seen the film The Shining? <laughs> I'm just saying that man's word count was perfect <laughs> and the publisher did not have a complaint about that. All about the word count. Could you blind your tutor in some way? <laughs> no, because there's Braille and... Oh. Yeah, as soon it's as you're braille blind, version. you know Braille. Yeah. As soon as that happens. Have you yet to use the excuse that your computer crashed? Losing all of your work. Oh, Not that's this what year. you want. Well, I bet you oh. here. Yeah. What is your dissertation on, Imogen? It did. Um, it's a really, really wanky title. Go on, oh, go on, come on. Um, it's called The Construction of Meaning in Narrative Musical Comedy. No, well, the great, yeah. the great is thing it? is, no one would want to read a lot of that. <laughs> Could you so, say it's part performance? <laughs> and then sing a little song? That could work. <laughs> I didn't write a dissertation for my degree. Neither did I. No, I got Because I didn't go to university. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote work. Oh, you can have mine. Hey, what was yours Great. about, though, Katie? What was the mine. title? Do you know what? It was about Medea. <laughs> That's about the same. From Sugar Bates. There's a comedy musical about Medea as well. You could say personal reasons. No one ever oh, that is good. That is great advice. Imogen, yeah. have you had a period recently? <laughs> you can't say oh, I've had my period and 5,900 words have disappeared. No. no, but you can say I'm booked into having an abortion, so I'll... So I destroyed... <laughs> I had to sell my dissertation to raise the money. <laughs> I like that I sold it because that would imply it's worth something. Yeah, yes. there you go. Yes. Yeah, after all that abortion talk, that was really positive. <laughs> so this means that Danielle has the point, which is quite confusing. Melvin, Melvin. Melvin. Imogen, who are you going to give a point to? Margaret and Katie. Yeah. Michael and Anna still have one and a half, but uh, Margaret and Katie now have four. Yay! Yay! It's now time to get someone on the show who knows what they're talking about. Let's ask the experts. Yay! This is the round where we waste a genuine expert's valuable time by making the panel guess what they're thinking. So welcome today's expert, fashion model Hazel Townsend! Hello Hazel! Hello. When did you become a model? About two years ago. How were you spotted as a model? Was it in the street like... Um, that was in the New Forest actually. In the middle of a field. In the forest! <laughs> yes. Forest Glade. <laughs> You were working as a scarecrow. <laughs> it was actually the same woman who scouted Kate Moss. Ooh. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to get the 
panel to second guess what Hazel would do in some model-based situations. And to do that, they're going to ask you some questions to get to know you a little bit better. So has anybody got a model-based question to ask Does it Hazel? have to be model? Oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. It can be absolutely Maybe. anything. Hazel, how um, long do you have left in your career? Oh. <laughs> I started quite late because I was 19. Most girls start when they're about 13. Do you eat tissue paper? <laughs> yeah, because I did a performing arts uh, degree. Thanks. And um, some of the dancers used to eat tissue paper. Is that like some sort of a? Because it would sort of fill them up. Colon but, yeah. thing. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> We always used to laugh that uh, one of them probably had mayonnaise on hers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke, she's probably. <laughs> Hazel, do you think that you're better than me? <laughs> no, honestly. At what? Life? Yeah, in general, <laughs> as in human terms. No. Oh, What's your least favourite part of doing it as a job? Oh, working for no money sometimes. I thought you didn't get out of bed for less than 10,000. <laughs> Are you getting paid for this? If you don't get out of bed for less than 10,000, do you ever sometimes spend some days in bed with wee wee? <laughs> That sounds logical, but... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> right, I'm going to ask Hazel a question, and you have to try and guess what her answer would be. Is that right, everybody? Never usually ask. Poor woman. Um, Hazel is doing a hot advert shoot alongside another female model. The client, Oak Furniture Land... <laughs> Two women get up close and personal on their oak furniture bookcases and oak furniture telephone tables and other things. To add insult to injury, the refreshment buffet is just cigarettes, Diet Coke and tissue papers dipped in garlic. <laughs> the other lady ate all the garlic tissues and returns from lunch smelling like Armand Van Helsing. <laughs> As they resume pretending to make out on oak furniture furniture, uh, Hazel is faced with a stinky breast colleague. What would she do in this situation? Oh. Come on, as actors, you must have kissed some stinkers in your time. I think I've always been the stinker. <laughs> I think that Hazel seems quite a forthright kind of lady, and I think that she might just say, Can you have some minty tissues? You know? <laughs> do you know what? I Make think she's better. such a nice person. Yeah. She'd go, Oh, God, I'm really sorry, my breast stinks. I'm having a Do you want one? Oh, I that's think clever. That's what do. I think that's if you what really <laughs> wanted to make it sexy, you'd put in a tree bore extra strong mint in your own mouth, and then while getting off, just pop it in their mouth. <laughs> what was the other part of the problem? No food. Oh, no, that's not no. a problem. No. No. It's not, 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 problem. It's not a problem. That is a problem. <laughs> Anna and Katie, have you ever had to get off with each other? <laughs> Somebody once wrote us a sketch where we juggled each other's boobs. That's right. Juggled them? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were still attached. 
Mark's got a, a female comedy partner and you've touched her vagina, haven't you? Oh. Well, that was very much an accident. <laughs> <laughs> she was the one who turned up saying, oh, I stayed at my boyfriend's last night and I left my knickers there. And there was a point in our show where I had to reach up into her skirt and get something out of a bag that she'd hung from a belt. <laughs> and she tried to fashion something out of bandages. <laughs> but it, it didn't work and I did get a handful of bush. Hazel, what would you do? What would you do if it was just a normal lady who you're modelling with? Usually there's someone on the shoot that I can pawn all my problems off on and get them to sort it out. What if it was Kate Moss that you were kissing? And wow. she's got horrible cocaine breath. <laughs> Moss, you probably just have to deal with that. Literally suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you want to give points to in that one? <laughs> I did like your suggestion that I'd be tactful. Right. <laughs> <laughs> give points to someone for a compliment. <laughs> points to Michael! <laughs> Here is scenario number two. Hazel is booked for an outdoor photo shoot. Like a beautiful horse or a wild tree monkey. Upon arrival, she discovers that she's wearing a really radical dress made out of coat hangers, cheese graters, men's tears and women's spit. Obviously it looks amazing, but within 30 seconds it starts to chafe. She spends the whole day like this with her nipples and they'll chafe off like in Nicolas Cage's film. Chafe off. <laughs> Not wanting to be in extreme pain all day, what would Hazel do in this situation? Michael, have you ever had some chafing? Yeah. <laughs> Did you put Didn't really it? think I would come here tonight and talk about it. Um, <laughs> do you know what? Also, I think if I was wearing a dress made of cheese graters and I was chafing, I think I'd still be within my rights to go, oh, for fuck's sake! As a model, you're meant to put up with anything. Mm. Tyra Banks would tell you to smize through the pain. <laughs> to smize? Smize? Yeah. Well, well, how do you smize? Smile, smile with your eyes. Don't even know that. <laughs> Hazel, Try it. can I save you from your career? <laughs> this is really how people talk. I mean, don't get me wrong, my career, I, if you could save me from this too. That would be great. I've seen you smizing in your Edinburgh posters. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you. When Irish eyes are smizing. <laughs> so, Katie Wicks, you've turned up to film a brilliant studio sitcom, and then you were Oh, God, have I? <laughs> <laughs> You're playing Idiot 2. Well, Idiot 3. And they put you in a metal dress. What would you do? Well, I'd complain. I'd halt the recording. <laughs> I just think people would see that you're in huge amounts of pain. Oh, but people stupid. like that in models. Yeah. Oh, I'm you're model. supposed to. I was doing a studio scene. No, <laughs> I was just trying to <laughs> A buffer is the answer, isn't it? Between you and the fabric. Mm. I think she'd ask makeup if they had Vaseline or plasters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hazel, what was the answer? I've had a cheese grater dress. <gasps> oh, no, it's not actually cheese. It felt like cheese graters. Basically, you have to go, is there any way of making this bearable? And they haven't prepared for this situation, so they make do with what they have. And it was, in fact, cotton wool that saved the day. Hazel, <laughs> <laughs> hey, so have you still got nipples? nipples? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get paid a lot, Hazel. I hope so too. <laughs> Any day now, somebody's What's the least glamorous thing you've had to do as a model? 
<laughs> Apart from this. The time that I was doing a photo shoot in the park comes to mind and I had to get changed in the bush. <laughs> Did they even put up a screen for you? She held up a sarong. <laughs> that can be the title of your memoir. <laughs> to be fair though, I've done a job where they didn't hire any toilets, so we had to piss into poly cups. It's piss again, I'm sorry. <laughs> piss poly into poly, poly cups. cups. They were quite small oh, poly, poly. Polystyrene cups. And um crilly two cups. <laughs> Hazel, who would you give points to after the end of that question? I guess plasters and Vaseline is yeah. a decent sort of suggestion. So I, I also said, can I not wear this? That's kind no, of close. That's no, not what that's she not said. close. Uh, <laughs> go away. You have to at least try. You'd have lost the job. You'd have lost the booking, sister. I wouldn't have got the booking. <laughs> Sorry, agent, are you? Hazel, thank you very much for joining us. Is there anything you would like to plug before you leave? I'm interested in starting a models union. Yeah! All our model listeners can get in touch. Thank you very much, expert model Hazel Townsend. Before we hit the final round, we're on the school's producer, Ben. Very exciting. Michael and... Oh, my voice is better, isn't it? Uh, Anna, Anna and Michael have two and a half. Katie and Margaret have five. We're sick of being goody two-shoes. We want to be baddie hook hands. <laughs> it's time to do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. Do the wrong thing. In this round on the panellists to give me the wrongest thing to do in any situation, the winner gets a lifetime supply of oxygen. Oxygen. <laughs> the round ends when producer Ben remembers to pump his horn. I hope um, the horn has a little bit of a nasal. <laughs> <laughs> Your first question is, you wake up looking exactly like Vladimir Putin, what is the wrong thing to do? Do you think that is actually what he does? <laughs> he wakes up and goes, oh my God, I look like Vladimir Putin. What's the wrong thing to do? <laughs> the wrong thing would be to do nothing, because you've got so much opportunity to ruin his name even more. So the wrong thing to do would be to lie there. <laughs> I think. Or invade Poland. <laughs> I think invade centre parks. <laughs> be the wrong thing to do. Fucking hate centre parks. <laughs> Fuck you, Putin, okay? It's a nice place for families. I'd invade centre parks. Do you know they regularly find bullets on the um, outer ring of the fence what? of centre parks? <laughs> what? <laughs> From outside in or inside out? Inside out. Oh. <laughs> Who's trying to shoot their way out of centre parks? <laughs> Your neighbour asks you to look after their pet fish while they're away. What is the wrong thing to do? Let the fish die and then mm. replace every single item in their house <laughs> except for the fish. <laughs> you find a cool box containing a perfectly preserved lung. What is the wrong thing to do? Just invite everyone to a picnic. <laughs> if you blow it up and then hide it like under your nan's cushion. Oh. <laughs> so when she sits on it. Really tiny, tiny. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh dear! <laughs> it wasn't a whoopee cushion, it was a lung. <laughs> I think the worst thing would be to self-operate and pop it in and try and have, you know, another one. <laughs> Just pop it in yourself. Emergency lung. KTW lung. <laughs> you discover a portal to Thailand in a wheelie bin. Yay! What is the wrong thing to do? I'll just go um, to Thailand and be like, oh, oh, yeah, we had fresh fish on the beach. It was amazing. You should go. <laughs> or to tell, you shouldn't tell the council. Because <laughs> that would be the end, Not the end of it. You find out that your dad, Peter Ward, has been stealing money from your mum to spend on scratch cards. <laughs> What's the wrong thing to do? Kill your mum so she doesn't find out. <laughs> talk about it on a podcast <laughs> they or don't listen <laughs> just try and engage them in a threesome <laughs> I win it's the wrong thing with your extra lung to help you on oh, the stamina <laughs> all good things must come to an end and all bad things too so what are the final scores Ben Michael and Anna have five and a half Margaret and Katie have seven! Yay! Yay!